When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Back with another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. Joseph Pavone here alongside Cedric Maxwell. Here to preview the series between the Celtics and the Toronto Raptors. Really excited about this one. But we have a, uh, a much more important matter to talk about, right, Max, before we get into that. The, the stoppage, the boycott. Or the world. Of the, say world the world, I would say. we say what's happening in the world Which here. was triggered by the NBA players is a better way to put it. Yeah, that's well, true. I think the events then triggered the NBA players. Right. Uh, right. What happened in and of course uh, the shooting, uh, the shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin was unfortunately uh, the, the what triggered everything, and no police officers were arrested, no arrests were made, uh, protests across the nation, and it went right into the bubble, into the NBA bubble with the Milwaukee Bucks uh, boycotting Game Five between uh, the Bucks and the Orlando Magic, and the domino effect that it, that had happened. Uh, all playoff games were canceled for the day. All playoff games were canceled for Friday. Various meetings took place between uh, between NBA players, coaches, and governors. And uh, ultimately, they figured this thing out um, with, the, with the coalition um, moving forward. That's going to focus on raising awareness for voting, uh, access, um, you know, more of the stuff that we've been seeing, but more focused on seems like the political aspect of things, right, Max? Not just... Uh, putting out there, of course, Black Lives Matter and, and spreading spreading awareness for for equality. But this is more focused on on getting guys to getting communities to go out there and vote. And, and I like the focus of it. Well, I think the thing that Chris Paul talked about, president the uh, president of the Player Association, was he said, "Guys are tired." He said, "Mentally, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're tired. We're in this bubble. You don't have your family. You plan every other day." There is no travel, but you still mentally, he said, we're just we're just fatigued. And so I think it gave them another. And then with the things happening, you know, in Wisconsin, all of a sudden it was just like a snowball effect. And uh, the Bucks, who are not far away, don't play that far away, just said, look, nah, 30 miles south. Yeah, we, we, we're not playing. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people complain uh, about the Bucks, saying, well, the Bucks could have, you know, talked about. Um, talk to Orlando before they went out there. And that could have been true because Orlando was out there warming up. Mm-hmm. They, were, they had no idea. They were warming up, sweating, and all of a sudden the bug go, we ain't playing. What do you mean we ain't playing? 
So I think that that probably. Like, yeah, stop playing. I just yeah. I had breakfast with Eric yeah. this morning. Eric Bledsoe yeah. was talking trash. What are you talking yeah. about? So, so with that, I think that they, you know, I, I think, again, it was like it, it happened and then it just snowballed. Mm-hmm. And once it snowballed, because I, I had heard that Jalen Brown had talked about it. I heard that uh, the Celtics had talked about it with um, uh, Toronto. Mm-hmm. And once things happen and they talked about it, it just seems like Jalen Brown is emerging now as not only one of these leaders on the court, but off the court. Because things that reportedly that he said, he talked, he said, guys, we're not just going to go home to be going home. Mm-hmm. Go home to be in our swimming pools right. and be with our friends right. and our family. No. Don't talk the talk if you can't Yeah, walk yeah. Walk. So right. I think that they just kind of backed away and said, okay, well, we're going to stay. We're going to complete our task. And the biggest thing about it is that they, you know, you want to stay there because you want to keep the microphone in front of you. Exactly. You, you want to keep <clears throat> those issues at the forefront. You want to Not, have that platform. Yeah, and, right. and you're, you're playing a game, but you... And I talked to, uh, I think it was Ted Johnson, who used to play football for the Patriots. He's making on the radio, and he said, well, don't you think that it would be better for him to go home and then take care, care of business there? I said, no. They need to stay right there where they're at. They have a focus. They have a platform. They, they are able to get their message out because... They're stronger together. Right. You know, one guy goes away, another guy goes away, you go to your different cities, you you're not as united. Right not now united, there's right. it's a united fist that they have. So they've done a good job. And and I and I'm very proud of the fact of uh, you know, of them acknowledging that. But at the same time, this isn't checkers. Mm-hmm. This is chess. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the players now. What's your end game? If you're going to stop playing, what what what's what reason are you? What are you gaining? Right. And it looks like part of this they've gained by saying we're going to open up some of our arenas that become polling stations. Brilliant idea. I like that. Me too. I, I love like that, that because I think one of the talking points that I had to guess was going on between everyone in that room is okay. Let's be realistic about this. This isn't going to get. The, the, the shooters that, that put seven bullets into Jacob's back. This is not going to get him arrested, but let's let's talk about what we can realistically put together that's going to plant a seed for the brighter future. And no, I think really the, the prime focus of that is getting guys out to vote. I mean, especially the younger demographic. It's really hard to pull that off if there's no NBA, right, Max? It's yeah. really hard to pull that off if there aren't any games, if there aren't millions of viewers that are glued to this playoff, NBA playoff, because it's been one hell of a playoffs, you know? I, I think that there was even, great basketball. Yeah, even with the WNBA, I saw something that was really startling. They had T-shirts, and they were all kneeling down before a game. And they all had these red spots, like seven bullet holes in the back of their T-shirt. Wow. And it was just dramatic thinking mm-hmm. in those terms. And uh, it's, it, sports has taken on a whole nother vehicle. And the NBA, whatever it is, the NBA is the leader. The NBA stops, everybody else stops. Baseball is mm-hmm. going, let's take a pause. Mm-hmm. Hockey, let's take a pause. Uh, you know, was uh, a game that they were 
that that somebody might else have been thinking about. Well, no, no, we're not going to do that because uh, the NBA is stopped. So the NBA has been the daddy in this thing, and um, they have demonstrated, and um, everybody's kind of followed suit. Yeah, I just love the the fact that two guys like Fred Van Fleet. And Norman Powell can walk into a press conference and say, look, no, what the hell with game one between us and the Celtics? Let's talk about this. And they mentioned boycott. And that sort of got the conversation sort of swirling around that it was potentially going to be a boycott. But then it happens. I mean, I got to give credit to these guys for, for thinking of that. And maybe it is because of the bubble, like you talked about, right? Maybe it's because guys are away from their families and away from their friends and they're able to focus on things and things that they're seeing on the news and probably think that they're talking about amongst themselves, which triggered all of this. But you have to say that these guys are really courageous to pull this off and boycott. Well, I think, stand that, up or something. I, I think there's a big difference now in the 80s. And I've talked about this is the fact that the social medium platform that all these guys have. So you think of it, how it multiplies. If LeBron James has a million or two million people following him, and then this person has a million, that person, that's a lot of power. That's a lot of voting base that you have. That's a lot of influence. So yeah. I think in, in that way, that's happened. And then on top of that, uh, financially, these guys are making 20 and $30 million a year. Their perspective is different mm-hmm. than it was for us during the 80s. I don't know any player I know during that time could go out and build a school and graduate kids and, and then guarantee them you know, scholarships to go to college. LeBron James has done that. Mm-hmm. And other guys, every guy you know has some kind of foundation. Almost every player that I know is somebody has a foundation about doing this Some or sort doing of that. And they're financially, they're able to fulfill a lot of that stuff that uh, people early on couldn't. And I think you look at guys like LeBron James, who are, who's trying, you look at his window of opportunity, it's starting to get smaller. Mm-hmm. And win the championship, those are the guys who would definitely be major, who would really sacrifice in, in not playing any more games and saying, nah, forget about it, we're not going to have a champion. It's just like you look at college basketball. No championship in, in for the Final Four this year. No Final Four. None of that. So nobody wins a championship. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's a senior this year who was popular. Dayton, who had a great team. This season ended. Right. The NBA, because of their financial power, were able to think of an amazing idea to put these guys in the bubble and, and had enough to have their players down their house. College basketball teams couldn't do that. Now, major ones, North Carolina, Kentucky, teams like that, UCLA maybe. But you get those smaller schools like my school, for instance, UNC Charlotte. Can't afford to do that. You know, send you know send all these players down to a, a bubble to play. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. Room and board. Yeah, you man, you're, talking, you're talking something completely different. Right. That, uh, you know, the way that person, whoever whoever came up with this idea, and I was thinking like, oh, how can this go? And the the bubble has been, you know, whatever you like, basketball, whatever, the bubble has been successful. Mm-hmm. When you don't have, knock on wood, any players who have uh, contracted the coronavirus. Right. Sports keep coming back. So does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball has already started. 
there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. Bet Online has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. We got NBA that started now. Uh, NFL's not that far away. Uh, and as the sports uh, seasons start to return, Bet Online has sat down with Eddie George from the NFL, Robert Ory, the seven time NBA champ, and Harold Reynolds uh, from Major League Baseball to get their opinions on what it will be like uh, playing without fans and what they have called the the pandemic. Visit betonline.ag to, today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. There's a bunch of them. Uh, so bet online. Uh, make sure you go to it. Your online wagering experts. All right. So what what happens next, Max? Let's conclude with this. Um, what, what happens next? Do you, what do you think of the end result is? Well, the end result is that it shows that to me, it shows that the players, the owners, or excuse me, the governors, as they like to call themselves, the the players, the governors, and the commissioner are all on the same page. This commissioner has allowed his players to do what I didn't think could be done, just cooperation. Because I have a feeling if, if David Stern was around, I don't see the the, the players and the governors, you know, working like this. Yeah. Adam has done a great job of getting everybody on the same page. Right. And that's hard to do when you're talking to, when you're talking to billionaires, which all the, most of the owners are billionaires, and you're trying to, to tell them what to do. Then you're talking to millionaires mm-hmm. trying to tell them what to do. That's that's a that's a tough to job. get everybody on the same page. Yeah, oh, he he's put, he, right. he yeah because remember we talked for a while the the games were talking about being played in Vegas, right. which would have been to me would have been horrible because you had too many side doors. <laughs> right. No, I'm laughing because I'm just thinking of uh, the, the the story that could have happened with Lou Williams in Vegas as opposed to <laughs> as opposed to. <laughs> I just went for some wings. People would have been like, "Yeah, all the way in Atlanta, damn Lou! How <laughs> well, good are these wings? Well, oh, fly from Atlanta to well, his, to his, Vegas? his his in in his defense, everybody says, well, he got permission to leave because his grandfather died, but then he took it a step far. He 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 stepped on the he." His liberties that he was given, he trampled on those, mm, yeah, and, right. and made a mockery of it. Right. And it didn't help when a rapper took uh, a picture of him in, uh, you know, Magic City's strip joint. Right, right. It's like uh, <laughs> might have been able to get away with yeah, it. That was that was that was hot. You know, that's the thing. You just won't put you on blast. You know, it's like man, that one guy. If that one dude doesn't take a picture, yeah, no one knows about this. Maybe maybe it gets out way later though. Yeah, no one would have yeah, known about. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. All right, we got basketball again. Celtics, Raptors, game one. The first time these two teams have ever played each other in the playoffs. And I get the feeling that they cannot wait for this opportunity. Um, so evenly matched in this series. So many things to, to dissect. But where do you want to start this conversation? Where, where, where do you think the Celtics uh, should be most worried about when, when they're facing a team like the Raptors? Cal Lowry is the leader of that team. And is he healthy? Uh, he stepped on somebody's uh, foot, right. very much like Gordon Haywood, turned the mm-hmm. uh, foot completely right. over. Ankle now, unlike Gordon, he, he tried to walk it off and said, hey, okay, I'm going to get back in the game, and got back in the game, and then yeah. said, whoa, whoa, somebody come and get me. Right. Gordon didn't do that. 
immediately he walked off and he was done. He was done, yeah. But I want to know what his health is going to be. Right. Well, uh, they haven't they haven't ruled him out for game one, and of course that was originally slated for Thursday. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. You know. All signs are pointing for it. He should be good to go. But, again, you don't know, how, the, you how know effective, the severity of that. Yeah, angle. how, how right. effective can he be? Yeah. Um, the other thing you look at is they. you're talking about a team right now that has scored in their last game. They had something unre- unbelievable. Mm-hmm. They scored 100 points. 150 points. points oh, 100 no, off the bench. No, 100 off the bench. Right. That's, 150 points is already crazy. But 100 <laughs> points off your bench. That's wild. Yeah, I don't think I don't think <laughs> it's ever wild. been I don't think it's ever been done in the history of the NBA. That's absurd. No, it, it hasn't. In the in the uh, the record books, which they just they just started recording bench scoring, I believe, in 1973. Since then, uh, I think the old record was 74 points. So they smashed that record. Smashed it. 74 points off the bench. So it look, 100. So you look at the players. Okay, who scored them? Powell had 25. 20, 25. Um, Sergio Baca. It is is tough. Came He's been putting there. up twenty this year all, all, all Sur- season. Surge is Surge is a hell of a player, He's but a beast. but Powell is a good player too. So right. I think the difference is going to be could possibly be maybe Toronto is a little deeper right now, as deep as I think the Celtics have always been. That's where they yeah. they've always and without Gordon Haywood, it changes the scenario because right. the Celtics really play well against Toronto this year, mm-hmm. but. Um, Without Gordon Hayward, I think it, it takes a twist. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think when you talk about someone like Gordon Hayward, I think of the second unit immediately because he's been so important with those guys uh, alongside Marcus Smart, who, of course, now is a starter because of uh, Gordon Hayward is out. But, no, the second unit is big. I, I'm giving the edge to Toronto on that one for sure. Yes. Their size, their rebounding scares me. You can't give up 20 offensive rebounds against the Raptors the way you did against you know the Sixers and think you're going to still win that game. Uh, Sergio Baca, Sergio Baca is really good. Uh, the way he plays the game, he plays such a high level. Gasol, mm-hmm. very smart, another big body out another there. Rebounder. So I think the Celtics have that. That the key to this to me is going to be rebounding the basketball. Celtics cannot give up the second and third chance opportunities. The the point mm-hmm. guard position, Lowry versus Kemba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a I tough, love that. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a, now, then, but then now you look at where's the Celtics' strengths are. Their strength, Jalen and the wing, Tatum. The wings, yeah. For the sure. wings are yeah. unbelievable. They have the edge against Pascal, you know. Um, and Pascal, sure. Pascal Siakam is no, you know, he ain't no slouch. No, that's then, true. You, then you throw, you know, you, you other people, Van Bleek, mm-hmm. you throw him in there. Right. He's been sometimes, he's some, sometimes been their best offensive player. Right. But the wild card you have out there to me is that Swiss Army Army knife, it's Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Who do you sick him on? Right. Where, the, where does Marcus go with yeah. that? So I, I think that, that, and the bigs have to do their job. You're going to have to get something. You're going to have to definitely get something from Cantor. Cantor has to be big in this series, and you got to get something from Daniel Tice. Right. Celtics bench. I mean, you just don't know, you know, because Grant Williams has played well this year. He's had some good moments. Right. Do you look at Simeon Ojale as somebody who's going to play for you? He might. I mean, the, just, it's tough with Brad because you don't know. It, it's it's a team by team basis in terms of how he does his rotation. But I like the chances of those guys playing well, especially in this Cantor in this in this yeah. series. 
And this kid could grab 10 rebounds. He could average that a game in this series. Oh, yeah. He can get, he can, now he can that, get his, his double-double. That, that's where you can get him back on the backside is Cantor getting offensive rebounds. Right. He, he, will, he'll give, he can give Toronto trouble. So, it's going to be it's, – it's, it's going to be – it's a toss-up. I think I would – if somebody asked me who had the advantage – I would say it would be the defending world champions right now. Right now? Okay. But, the, but the Celtics aren't far behind. You know what's really interesting going into the series? This is the first time in his career, Jason Tatum's career, where, in my opinion, and I'm, I'm thinking you probably agree with me on this, he's heading into the series as the best player of the series. Wow. This is the first time you were able to say that, and mm-hmm. no one's going to bat an eye. It's, and. And right. you would, and you wouldn't bat another eye if somebody, if Jason, if, Te- if Brown was the best player in this series. So I, as it's just Celtics have a lot of. You can make a case he's the second best player. And in you series. and you give and now you're giving, you you're giving Brad four or five days to dissect this mm-hmm. thing to let which, him which, which I think let is re- which I really think is good. Now everybody keeps talking about Nick Nurse being like the coach of the year. He is the coach of the year. Is he? Is he? Is he? Yeah, he's the coach of the year. But is he? How far is Brad behind him? If you, right. if I had to pick, and right now you told me, I got Brad or Nick Nurse. I take Brad. You taking Brad? I take Brad because I was going to ask who's Bobby Fisher. No, Brad, but, but is Brad, Brad or him because you talking Brad, about this is a chess, because, this is a chess yeah, match. because Brad's Brad's X's and O's look better to me when I've seen plays that he's run. Right. No offense at all to Nick Nurse. I think he's he's done a great job. But he also had, last year, he had arguably the best player in the league last year in Kawhi Leonard. Definitely. How did that get? Did, all right, you tell me the last play he designed that they won the game with. Do you think that was the design play? Kawhi Leonard, give the Kawhi, let him dribble all the way, get in the corner, (laughs) shoot a fall away jump shot from about 18, from 25 feet away. I don't think the play was supposed to end in that corner, but it was something like that. Yeah, but I'm just saying, (laughs) but but, but I'm saying, and I've seen seen Brad diagram plays, and I can see them working. Mm -hmm. That play was like, Give it to Kawhi. And just let him go. Let him go. Yeah. Like Larry Bird back in the day. Give it to Larry. Let him go. This episode of Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by Awaken 180. Head over to Awaken180.com. Max, tell them why they should. Man, that is the place to be. If you want to lose weight during this pandemic, a couple of things happen. Immediately in the first week, you're going to lose 10 to 12 pounds. You're going to do that. But then on top of that, you don't have to go in. It's virtual now. And uh, they got one of the best people in their page, in one of the owners of the place. She is remarkable. So you you get you get a double bonus. You mm-hmm. lose weight, and you get friendly people, and you get a chance to do it virtually from home. That's right. All six locations have now reopened for your virtual program. Head online to Awaken One Eighty Weight Loss. Dot com. That's awaken180weightloss.com. You know, it's one thing I said about the series uh, at the beginning of the in the beginning of the week was. Toronto always strikes me as that team that when they're gonna beat you, they're just gonna they're gonna beat you. They're gonna get they're gonna get that seven six point lead with like three minutes to go, and they're gonna close you out. You don't want to get into a you don't want to get into a one point game with the Celtics with one minute left to go. Like I just feel like the Celtics have some sort of like mental power over the Raptors in those situations because they just they come up successful a lot of the times in these head to head matchups. The Raptors have put the bow open on the Celtics though. Don't get me wrong, they've gone that route too. But you could say the same thing about the Celtics. 
I just think when it comes down to it, Brad Stevens, I give the edge to him in those situations when you need to come up with those plays to win the games. And when it comes down to it, whether it's Kemba Walker or whether it's Jason Tatum, the best player in the series, I like the Celtics' chances in those situations if one of those guys have the ball. You know what I, I mean? I agree. He's, he's diagrammed some great plays. And what you had was multiple guys running in different areas. Uh, and that I like when you have the good ball movement. Now, what I like about Toronto this year is that they've had good ball movement, good people movement, mm-hmm. and they swing that ball around. It doesn't stay like in one guy's hands. Mm-hmm. And like there are sometimes when I see the Celtics, you know, the ball sticks to Jason Tatum. And pop, 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 pop. He's dribbling, dribbling, right. dribbling. He finally makes some great but he, move. But he makes the, the decision quicker now. Yeah, he, he's, he's done that, but still yeah. the ball stays in his hands. I think of Toronto, Siakam. The ball stays in his hands sometimes. We will dribble, mm-hmm. dribble, dribble mm-hmm. himself into and gets himself into trouble. But man, I don't, I, I don't see anything wrong with this series when it comes to playing it and playing it at a high level. And again, it could go either way. I just think you also don't want to get these guys shooting from the outside. Like the, when the Celtics get crushed, and when it's when it comes to defending the three point arc. That's when things get really bad for the Celtics. And someone like uh, Van Fleet, he can just drop six three-pointers on you out of nowhere. Kyle Lowry can just drop six, seven three-pointers on you out of nowhere. Like Once these guys get going again, well, no, they, they'll blow you out. Well, I think the thing you look at with them is that they're top five. Those guys on the floor, mm-hmm. all those guys shoot the three. Yeah, even Casal will shoot the three. Mm-hmm. He'll step out and knock down three. So they're uh, they're a little bit more dangerous from the three point line than the Celtics. Yeah, definitely for sure. All right, man. Prediction time. Who you got? This is a tough one. I'm gonna give Flip that coin. I'm, I'm I'm gonna give Toronto a slight edge because of their size. Okay. Uh, you know, Serge Ibaka. You're going to have to do a great job on him. Gasol, you got to do a good job. So their size and, and the fact that, as you said before, Suggs gave up 20 offensive rebounds to Philly. You don't win You don't mm-hmm. win this series at all if you don't rebound much better. And that's why I would give the edge right now to Toronto. Okay. All right. If you would have asked me a week ago, I would say the same thing. But I just think right now, again, with the way Tatum's playing, the way Kemba Walker played in that series against the Philadelphia 76ers, Ben Simmons or not, that was the eye test that I needed to see out of Kemba Walker. And he passed with flying colors. Oh, Kemba. So so I'm giving the Celtics the edge on this one. But but this is going a distance. Celtics in seven. Wow. And you might see Hayward in that game seven. If you, you might see Gordon, if you seven. tell me that you can get some Gordon Hayward in this series, <laughs> you may see some little Gordon Hayward. If, if you, you tell some Hayward, Hayward in this if one. you can, if if you said Gordon Hayward was playing, I give the Celtics advantage. Okay, because he's not playing. You can see a dash of Hayward. Their strong suit to me, and I've said this before about the Celtics, is that they are from I think from top to bottom more talent than any team in the league. When you have Gordon Hayward, you don't have one guy that you're going to stop. You have multiple guys that can hurt you mm-hmm. with the Celtics, especially scoring the ball. And but I like Marcus better coming off the bench. Yeah, same. Would you Not, have that when Gordon? Yeah, out? When, right. and, and because he's able to view the game, come in the game, mm-hmm. sees what can see what you want, and he can get it. Right. So 
That's why I think that they're at a, at a disadvantage. And, you know, any team that scores 100 points off with their bench. Scary. Scary. <laughs> Especially against scary, the Scary Terry. <laughs> scary Terry. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it looks like you're, um, your Lakers are going to survive, man. Your Lakers are going to make it. You're LeBron and the Lakers. We talked about that last week, so I figured I'd bring it up. Yeah, they, we, we thought they were in trouble. Remember? Yeah, but they, they all trouble. of a sudden they they thought about the they got they did the thing that made them good because right. they start using their size. I mean, this is the biggest team in the league, and they use their size. And you know, Anthony Davis got involved, fully involved in the game, big time. And when he got involved in the game, and the Lakers with their size, and then it really started to show. Uh, and I don't think that, and also the fact that I think that, uh, you know, when you have, um, have a guy who's a shooter and he breaks a finger, didn't, didn't help, didn't help, uh, Portland at all mm-hmm. in, in, in thinking that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No Lillard, man. Lillard's out the bubble, out for the season. That, that was a huge blow, but I still like the Lakers' chances, but it's just too bad because I wanted to see what Lillard had to say, man. You would have saw a different Lillard if he was well, completely healthy. Well, look at what happened. would have it on some more. Well, well, what happens now when you start to see everybody said the next coming was down in Dallas. Everybody said Luka time. Right. Everybody thought that Luka. And then the Clippers come in and bury they bet they bury. Yeah, but no Porzingis. They, they you got a banged up Luca. Yeah, they bet they. We were cheated out of that series too. Well, you just saw Luca. You just saw Luca go crazy in that yeah. one game, where he dropped what 45, yeah. 17, and twelve. That's so, his, that was his Jordan. That was his Jordan versus Celtics moment. Ooh, <laughs> give him man, that that's what that was. I'm coming man. for you, Clippers. I'm here. Damn. The young young man will. I'll get my day one day. And then you then you see, as you said, that some of the things, the other things about the book. Paul George said he had to go see a psychiatrist about being in a bubble. Yeah, you said he was having bubble anxiety, mm. which I guess could work because he came back out and dropped thirty seven points on uh, Dallas. Yeah. So uh, these this the series, everything happening right now in this world is just. Taking such a, a turn and a toll, and tell you what, there's something about it. Donald Trump has moved the needle, one way or the other. It, it, ain't, it ain't stationary. Like you know, we look for you look for the president of the United States to be stable and on track, and always got the, Donald Trump has been all over the place, and because of that. The nation seemed like it's been all over yeah, the place. It makes things worse. Yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. All right. Finally, Mac, before we get out of here, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the passing of Cliff Robinson. Uh, who, who it was an, uh, announced Saturday morning. Um, the cause hasn't been announced yet, but uh, we lost Cliff Robinson at the age of 53. Uh, I just want to say a few words about Cliff. Uh, I remember that, him. That, that. You know, you're going to throw in Black Panther, too, before we get out of here. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, Chad Bozeman, for him to pass away, and this is one of the the craziest things when we think that you can't keep a secret in Hollywood Mm -hmm. or you can't keep a secret. Chad Bozeman, nobody knew except his immediate family. He was doing movies for the longest time and going to get chemo therapy. And then all of a sudden, just, you know, he was home and, you know, they knew he was dying Mm -hmm. and 
That was it. But and he was out in public too. Yeah, they have recent uh, pictures of him, or at least within the last few months. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, sad. yeah. Such a talented actor. Man. Yeah, and then when yeah. and Cliff Robinson, you know, I knew Uncle Cliffy. He was a uh, he was that kind of guy, and it just scares you when you think about. It. He was 53, 52, 53 years old. Fifty three. Yeah. And uh, I'm sixty four. Like think of Cliff, and it makes you think about your own mortality. But mm-hmm. uh, great player could do so many different things. He's one of those bigs, one of the first bigs that was really that uh, getting out and shooting the threes mm-hmm. and had big size can get you in the post. UConn grad. I remember seeing him playing college. I said, "This dude's a man." Mm-hmm. And uh, he he been he's been a man for a long time playing that position. Yeah, I always remember him with the headband and shooting that three from the corner. He loved that corner. I remember that. I actually had his jersey. That is uh his Trailblazers jersey too. Yeah. yeah. And was rocking that headband. Uncle, always, yeah. Uncle Clippy, God bless you. All right. Uh man. Two two guys gone. Yeah, this both of you. Both of them. Rest rest, rest in, peace. in peace. Rest in peace.